Hello and welcome to the Investing On The Go podcast by Fund Calibre. I'm Ryan Lightfoot-Brown and today we're speaking to Laura Bottega, Managing Director and Lead Product Specialist on the elite-rated Morgan Stanley Global Brands Fund. Laura, thank you very much for your time. Thanks for hosting me. Now, don't lose money is one of the mantras of the team that we have. Um, and it has certainly rung true in the most recent market turbulence. The fund's already back in positive ter- territory year to date and is up about 5%. In fact, it got back into the black as early as 17th of April, just three weeks after the market low. How has performance been so strong? Yes, um, that's right. People do know us for our high quality stock selection. And we're really focused on absolute risk trying to avoid losing money. And we think um, a lot by longer term, focusing only on those high quality compounders, it's a great way to achieve that performance and, and compound wealth. If you think back to um, the beginning of the year, it started with high expectations, which worried us. And earnings were the highest since 2005, as were multiples. High expectations are dangerous, as you can uh, imagine, as they're easily disappointed. So to explain the performance, Global Brands was defensively positioned from our bottom-up stock picking um, with over 85% of the portfolio in our three high-quality sectors, staples, healthcare, and IT. And we thought this defensiveness would be needed, and we were right. Uh, Staples remained generally defensive, and our companies performed in line with the sector. Stocks geared towards hygiene did well, uh, whereas we trimmed some of our beverage companies, which were under pressure because of social distancing and the closing of bars and restaurants. Software and services were robust, uh, where we performed in line with the overall sector. And that's our cloud-based subscription businesses, which proved um, really good in terms of their sticky revenue. Um, IT services were a bit more cyclical than software, but our holdings in the space were pretty well positioned. Um, as as companies are really focused on digitizing. Um, And for healthcare, our bias towards consumables, and those are single-use medical equipment, um, has really helped us outperform. Our holdings are skewed towards those as well as to life sciences and diagnostics. So overall, Global Brands, the portfolio did what we expected uh, in in the correction of the first quarter, and the three quality sectors in the portfolio fell roughly 10 to 13% compared to a 21% fall in the MSCI World Index. Uh, They were far more resilient because of their earnings generally are far more resilient. Well, I can certainly see how those uh, healthcare companies would be doing quite well on single use at the moment. Um, With that in mind, has the the fund had any new holdings um, at all or have you removed any stocks of those ones that you said were a little under pressure? Yeah, it's important to understand there were no wholesale changes to the portfolio positioning as it was already pretty defensively positioned. Um, What we did want to check is that none of our companies faced any significant balance sheet risk um, so that we didn't have to sell any of those for that reason. Um, Where we did reduce positions, it was, as I mentioned, uh, reducing exposure to social distancing uh, type uh, chat or stocks challenged by that, such as Pernod Ricard or Coca-Cola in beverages, but then also adding to hygiene plays um, like Rickard Benckiser. We did put two new positions in the first quarter, Procter & Gamble and LBMH, and we sold one staples name, um, Church & Dwight. So on Procter & Gamble, um, we recognized already last year that P&G's reorganization was having a positive effect. Um, It was skewed to top-line growth in the U.S. and China, 
and there was a positive margin story developing, but it was too expensive. Um, so March really gave us an opportunity to get to buy into uh, what we think is a, a high quality name. Um, it makes a very strong return on capital, and we're now much more confident that it could compound its top line um, g- given uh, that focus on the fast-growing markets of China and the U.S. Our other new purchase was LVMH. Um, we think LVMH is one of the best luxury goods companies in the world with great long-term growth prospects. Um, we've owned it in the portfolio before, but sold it because it got too expensive. Um, and again, the price falls in March gave us the chance to get in at a reasonable valuation. Um, LVMH makes a sustainably high return on capital. And it should be able to grow its top line, uh, you know, under around 5% in the future. Uh, powered by, of course, the, the very important Chinese consumer. And at the heart of the company is Louis Vuitton, one of the biggest and most profitable luxury goods brands in the world, which has helped LVMH uh, compound at around 12% for the last you know, 20 years. So over time, um, it's, it's great management, it's good capital allocation, it's all the things we look for typically in global brands. And uh, this company has become home to one of the world's most recognized, to all a series of the world's most recognizable luxury brands. Uh, that's a bit more cyclical than the first name I spoke about, uh, P&G, but we think we got in at the right price. And now income isn't the, the mandate of the fund, but one of the investment criteria in, as part of the process is that each holding must have a little bit of the dividend yield um, to show that they are committed to um, existing shareholders. Um, do dividend decisions like that um, affect your capital allocation decisions? Um, and with the sort of situation in mind of lots of dividend cuts, how do you think the dividend payments of your company is going to hold up in the next sort of six to 12 months? Yes, that's key. Uh, getting capital allocation and governance right is, is central to our high quality approach. And dividends do play a part. Um, typically, we prefer dividends over buybacks. We think the discipline of having to pay a regular dividend is important to management and it matters for the total return to shareholders over the long term. Secondly, uh, we prefer dividends as it doesn't involve taking a view on the company's share price. For buybacks to work over time, management have to consistently buy back stock below the long-term value of the intrinsic value of the company. Um, For the market overall, we think we're probably looking at two lost years of earnings, 2020 and 2021, and it could be worse than that if there's a second wave of the virus. For the type of companies we own, uh, this has limited impact on long-term value as most of the values in the terminal multiple, which is pretty unaffected by just two poor years. Importantly, though, we have tested the the balance sheets um, for stress, and we think our companies are resilient. And that's the resilience that ties into your question around dividends. As the earnings and balance sheets of our companies are more resilient, they can afford to keep paying the dividend. So our companies are generally doing much better than other companies in the market, um, which are over-levered or having to cut dividends as their earnings disappear. Um, back to back to governance and capital allocation. If managements overlevered their companies during the good times, they're they're now being found out and and having to cut those dividends. Um, what I would also add is that for investors looking for portfolios with an explicit income mandate and who want to achieve income and capital growth, we do also manage global brands equity income. Um, that same portfolio of companies as global brands, but with a derivative override. Um, and so this portfolio has offered a consistent 4% yield to date. 
Um, one of the things you talked about in that, that past answer was sort of governance. And I know one of the stages in your process is to meet company management. How are you finding this at the moment? Are you doing lots of, sort of video calls? Um, and how are the management teams you speak to coping with all these new measures? Yes, I think it's a very interesting time. And we uh, what we're really seeing now is um, an acceleration. We just put out a piece, so the, the, the great acceleration. Uh, and that's exactly what you see, whether it is uh, in this smaller context of how do uh, fund managers engage with, with managers and how do companies respond uh, in an environment where we're not traveling around to see each other. I actually think it speeds things up. Um, as we've seen, uh, there's talk of the last several weeks feeling more like several decades in terms of um, development in technology. Uh, but more than that, you don't have to wait for the next time you see that person. Um, you're, you're able to meet the company uh, and, and, and discuss issues uh, immediately as the information is uh, is available. So we're absolutely meeting companies face-to-face, um, uh, uh, -face Zooms, um, which are, are valuable um, uh, and obviously uh, uh, give you more information than perhaps a, a conference call. Um, we're also seeing a, a, quite a massive acceleration in virtual conferences at this time, uh, which is, you know, group meetings as well. Okay, and perhaps going a little bit uh, big picture, what's your general outlook for global equities um, as we stand today? It's the question of the day, isn't it? Uh, we're cautious <laughs> on, we're, we're pretty cautious on the market outlook. We're, we're facing a recession that's likely to be far worse uh, than that resulting from the GFC. Um, and after the sharp move down in March, markets are suddenly now again pricing in that complete V-shaped recovery, which we, which we just don't think is likely. Um, we're back to very high expectations and it worries us. Uh, markets seem a little bit more fragile even in the last days with concerns of a second wave, but expectations still seem too high. And so for us, it's all about that defensive high quality portfolio, which is a good hiding place. And it aims, and our global brands aims to hold companies with resilient free cash flows and strong balance sheets. Investment is about risk and reward, threats and opportunities. And uh, the pandemic has acted as an accelerator, um, especially for e-commerce and for increased digitization around the world, and especially through the cloud. Um, so the market has been quick to recognize that there are opportunities too uh, in this dangerous time, uh, especially in software. The pandemic, um, I think, remains a risk. We've never seen a vaccine being discovered and manufactured in four years, let alone two. Uh, and so we think it's far more likely that society will have to live with the virus, whether it's through social distancing or testing programs. And that makes the outlook far more uncertain and volatile than we believe the market is assuming. Uh, our key message, therefore, is... Uh, you have to focus on the resilience. Uh, uh, is, is the company resilient? Is the team looking after them, res, uh, looking um, to identify them resilient? And we think we are. Uh, our global equity portfolios have also demonstrated resilience when it mattered. They've done what they expected uh, by delivering reduced downside participation in tough times. So um, when you also think about the alternatives available to investors, whether it's value or growth uh, in traditional equity, 
um, or, or maybe traditional income solutions, um, which have historically been geared to sectors where dividends are now scarce, uh, we think quality remains for us the best hiding place. Uh, and we think it's especially important uh, when the market's back to dangerously high expectations. Well, Laura, that's been really interesting. I could talk to you about this all day. Um, unfortunately, time has caught up with it with us. So thank you very much for your time. Um, and thank you very much to our listeners for listening. Um, if anyone would like more information on the elite rated Morgan Stanley Global Brands Fund, please visit fundcaliber.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the Investing on the Go podcast for more content from us and all of our elite rated funds. Thank you. Please note that these are unprecedented times and the market can react very quickly to news. The views expressed are at the time of recording and could change. And remember, we've been discussing individual stocks to bring investing to life for you. It is not a recommendation to buy or sell. The fund may or may not still hold these stocks at the time of listening.